Today's episode marks the return of one of our most popular series ever, Project X. We're gonna talk about the steps that any Amazon seller should take if they have a product that has tanked in sales. Can we revitalize it? How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Do you want to see how your listing or maybe competitors listing rates as to best practices for listing optimization? Or maybe you want to compare a group of ASINs or Amazon products to see how they compare to each other. Maybe you want to see within seconds the top keywords for a single listing or a group of listings. You can do that and more with the Helium 10 tool listing analyzer. For more information, go to h10.me forward slash listing analyzer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And in this episode, we are bringing back Project X, all right? So maybe once a month or every other month, I'm going to start doing some Project X follow-up episodes. There's a lot coming. You know, we actually started recording season two uh, last year, and we got some great footage and some products are actually coming into stock that was that was from those recordings. We're going to follow up on some of the original Project X products. Now, if you're like, what in the world is this Project X that uh, Bradley's talking about here? Well, uh, a few years ago, we did this uh, case study where, where on it was mainly on YouTube, and you can go back and watch, watch it, but it was all about trying to take some products from zero to hero. So, so we did kind of like this reality TV show vibe kind of um, program where we showed you every step of the way how we were able to find products, get them launched, optimize them, and then you know scale them up in the future. And, and actually ever since that show, I don't know, what was that? maybe three years ago, four years ago now we, we did that. We've been maintaining those, those, those products, you know, not, not doing that great of a job because, you know, we're, we're not uh, full-time Amazon sellers here. I, I try and run this in my spare time. And actually that's part of what we're going to be talking about today is, is, you know, I've been neglecting some of these products and sales have gone way down. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today is, do you have a product that maybe you've neglected or maybe you haven't been neglecting it, but sales are way down. You know, it's a product that's a one or two years old and you're just not doing as well as you did in the past. What are the steps that you can try to take in order to revitalize it or in order to, you know, try and get those sales back up and see if, you know, you, you can salvage the, you know, all the time and effort that you put in the product. Now, what we're going to do today, guys, I'm doing hundred percent live. You know, I'm not, didn't prepare this or, or try to pre do some uh, research here. And, you know, I, I'm going to air this episode like right after it, uh, right after I I film it a couple days a few a few days after I film it so we're not even gonna have time to like see the effects you know it's gonna take maybe a month or two to see like all right did the the things that we do actually have an effect now I started noticing this product going down a few months ago so we've already done a little bit of work we've actually talked about it on this uh, show where uh, we had Emma from Marketing by Emma come in and revitalize a little bit some of the images and also some of the copy. And so now it's like, hey, let, let's see how that did and what more needs to be done, all right? Let me give you some background first on this uh, product, all right? So this product uh, is wasn't one of the original uh, Project X products. This is something we were doing when we expanded the brand. We made this brand called Geese Chicken Coop, and then it was an, originally an egg tray. 
and we still have that product. But then we're like, hey, along those same lines, same lines, you know, we found that there were these stackable egg racks that were trending on Etsy and Pinterest. Same way we found the original Project X products. We're like, hey, let's be the first person to make these on Amazon, which we were. And we were just like dominating. We, we had some really, really great sales. Like, let me, let, let's actually go in and, and take a look at some of the sales. So here I am on the, um, our insights dashboard. And I, I knew that even, uh, I put here last year and, uh, it was one of the top five products and you could see that towards the end of last year, I mean, we were doing well, we were doing, uh, I mean, for, for project X, it was, uh, you know, doing about five, $6,000 a month. Uh, profit was decent. Let's take a look at what the profit was. Um, towards last year, uh, over $6,000 worth of, uh, worth of profit. So it was decent, you know, um, it was, it actually overtook one of some of the original project X in, in sales, but let me show you what happened since the end of last year. Uh, we started off with a bang, but then some, some competitors started coming to the marketplace. You know, we were the first ones and they're like, Hey, look, look how good these project X guys are doing. We're going to, you know, try and, and undercut them a little bit. So let, let me show you what happened to our our sales because of that. All right, I'm going to go ahead and show you this year's worth of sales. And then you can see at the beginning of the year, we were still doing about six thousand, uh, six and a half thousand dollars a month, but then sales just took a nosedive. Uh, it halved in March down to 3000 April, like it was only a thousand dollars. And then it's been hovering between like a thousand and $2,000. So first of all, you got to understand what, what happened. Now, unfortunately I wasn't running market tracker uh, on this the whole time. Otherwise I could show you guys exactly when people started getting into the market. So maybe you're like me and you, you weren't running market tracker, you know, the way you should have, uh, I am now, and I'm going to show you guys what, I'm, what I can see in the last couple of months on market tracker, but let's, let's just go ahead and go to Amazon and take a look at what the competition has been doing. All right. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and enter stackable, uh, stackable egg rack here on Amazon. And let's just take a look at a couple of these big players. You know, some of them have been around for a while, but but this guy, this this guy here, uh, this Kinlin, King Lin, uh, has been just crushing it. Now, first of all, you take a look at this price point, $20.95. Let me tell you, uh, I was actually selling this product for $38. We were the only ones and we couldn't even keep them on the shelves. Right off the bat, you can see an issue here, you know, third, uh, you know, $20 and 95 cents. Well, let's just take a look at the uh, helium 10 BSR chart here to see, has he been doing this uh, price the whole time? First of all, let's take a look at when he kind of started getting serious. You guys uh, notice anything here? It was right exactly in March of this year. You can totally tell that by looking at this BSR chart where it looks like he maybe was experimenting with some units here and there, but he really, really wasn't selling that consistently. And then all of a sudden come March of this year, he just starts going bonkers. All right. And his price point has actually always been, looks like $20 and 95 cents. So he stayed pretty consistent on his price, but literally almost half the price of, of our product. And so, you know, that's one of the issues right there. You know, now his sales are like, you know, maybe five, six X what our sales are. So it wasn't just him though. There's other people who have jumped in the market. Let me actually show you. I actually set up Market Tracker a couple of months ago. Um, this is not Market Tracker 360 that you have to pay a lot of money for. That's for like huge, like five, ten million dollar brands and agencies. But the regular Market Tracker that all you Helium 10 users have, um, I created the market to kind of like track who uh, who are the players, who are my direct competitors for the stackable egg rack market. And as you can see here, um, I picked about 17. Now, now keep in mind. 
for almost a year, we were the only sellers of this product. Like, like nobody had anything that was like ours where you can just buy these extra um, levels of this egg rack and, and then stack them up. Now there's 17 players that have come in and take a look at a lot of their price points, $20, $30, $22. Here's one for 38, but it has four racks. All right. Mine only has two, um, $27. Uh, here's another one that's like $15, $28. So everybody's coming in at this cheap price point. Uh, you can take a look at my market share. My market share used to be a hundred percent, right? My market share used to be a hundred percent. Now it is 11.2%. That product that came in in March that is crushing it. They have 50% of the market right now. And so that's obviously a, a problem, right? Like that's why my sales have gone down. So the question is, what can I do about it? Can I just lower my price and can you guys lower your price almost by half and still be profitable? Probably not. Um, I actually did some some research and that was one of the first things I looked at. I'm like, dude, like, like I might have to discontinue this product. Let me look at what the numbers are. So I, actually, let me take you through uh, what I did. Uh, I went and checked my my product price. I, I forgot. I think I was paying too much for this, but you know, I was the only seller. I was making ridiculous profit. It was like probably like more than... 30, 35% or so. And so I didn't, I didn't care really what price I was paying. So I was just curious. I was like, how in the world can this product sell so cheap? So I first looked at their, at their page. I was like, okay, are, are, is their dimensions a little bit different? Let me actually go ahead and open up my product in another window here. Okay, here we go. I've got my product open. So now you guys are going to kind of see the comparison. So the first thing I was just wondering was, What's going on with like their FBA fee? Now look at this, their FBA fee is only $8.83. I'm like, what in the world? Like, how is that possible? All right, so I, I look at the size of their package and it's 14 by six and a half by two, all right? Now compare that to mine, I've got $12.43 FBA fee, okay? And my product size is 15.7 by four. So right off the bat, it's like, how in the world can they do this product in half of the width of my product? Because I'm like, wait a minute, you know, it's the same exact product, right? So I actually ordered uh, one of theirs. You can actually see it here in my Amazon window when I go to their page. It says, hey, you purchased this, you know, back in July. And it's interesting. Their product, first of all, they make it like almost like an Ikea uh, package. You actually have to put this together. It, it, it's in pieces, now, to me, I would have thought they would have got some bad reviews for this because that it, they don't say that in the listing. You know, my product, it already comes all assembled. You're, you're good to go. Go ahead and put your, your huevos in there, your, 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 your eggs, right? But no, they don't have any bad reviews. But like me, I, I, if I bought that, I literally would have left a bad review, even if they weren't my competitor, because I'm like, I, I ain't got not time for this. I, I, I buy from Amazon for convenience. And now all of a sudden, I have this two-layer egg rack that literally comes in one, two, three, four, five, six pieces. And I got to like screw it together and do like Lego and stuff and try and figure out how it works. I'm like, no, I ain't got time for this. So just, it was just shocking to me. How can people not complain? Now, I guess maybe because the price is so low or something, but I was like, okay, well, there's one thing I'm not going to do, right? Like they're saving a couple or four bucks on their, on their FBA fee. So I'm like, there's an advantage that they have right off the bat. But even besides that, what I did was I was like, well, what kind of profitability might they be having? So I actually ran the profitability calculator. And then 
if they if this is their price and let's say they're doing uh, you know they're, they're doing some um PPC that maybe they have 10% tacos on there if they're doing 20% profit even with this lower uh you know shipping price that Amazon is charging them that means that their product manufacturing costs is got to be like around $4 and mine is like 7 or 8 or something uh something like that was what mine was and so then I went into to, you know to to my list and I'm like well this this kind of sucks. How can I how can I compete? Now remember before I was like at thirty eight ninety seven, and I think my manufacturing cost was like let's just say it's eight dollars, right? And then if I had ten percent tacos, all right, uh, in order you know I was doing third like I said I was doing like about thirty percent profit here, but then I'm like okay, what if I were to have to lower my price like twenty one dollars? Well, what's going to happen? Look at this, my profit is negative two point eight five. So you know, I, I wouldn't have lowered the, you know, I don't like race to the bottom anyways, but rather about my, okay, obviously I'm not going to lower my price, but what if I lower my price to like $30 uh, or let's just say 33, if I'm at $33, uh, what kind of profit can I make? 20%, maybe it's okay. You know? So I actually did that. I lowered the price temporarily just a little bit ago to $33, but knowing that, Hey, I've got to go to my factory because $30, $33 probably isn't going to cut it. I need to get a discount. So if I can go to my factory and lower my manufacturing costs from like, let's just say $8 to let, let, let's go with six, for example. Now, all of a sudden, if I lower my price to like $28 or 29, right, I can still maintain that 20%, you know, margin. So I, I might even try and get a little bit more aggressive on this and actually get a little bit aggressive on, on the box size to see what's going on. So, so there's the first part, you know, without even worrying about, um, you know, conversion rate or how's my listing optimization or what keywords I'm on, I'm looking at just like the, the kind of logistics of everything. All right. So here, here's their, I bought their product. Here's their box. Now I see what they're doing. Um, you know, let me see what I can do now. I'm considering a little bit, like, is there a way to still do this, this kind of, stackable thing that they're doing without screws and, and without so many pieces, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still considering it, but at least I know that if I want to lower my price to under $30, um, it's still doable, but I've got to, you know, take down my, my costs by, by a couple of dollars. But in the meantime, I just started doing experiments. I was like, let me just lower the price. And so you can see, if you look at this product right now on Amazon, I put it down to 33.97, and because it's the lowest price in 30 days, I had this nice big red sticker that comes up in the search results and it actually comes up right here on the page. So I'm like, hey, who knows? Maybe that will, um, maybe that will help me out, you know, just a little bit. All right. As I said, I already a couple months ago started trying to say, Hey, we need to get Emma in here and let, let's do some, uh, some of the images a little bit different and let's see how it, how it performs. So, uh, she came in, she, she gave like a, you know, new, new title. Uh, she had Shivali do some new images here. So, so Shivali actually took a lot of these images by herself. And so we kind of revamped what we were doing here with these images. I actually told Shivali, Hey, I, I need you to, to change this image, but she didn't do it. I'm gonna have to remind her now I'm looking at this. I didn't like this last image because it needs to be not get multiple sets to have all the storage. Like it needs to be, Hey, get more top racks in order to get all the storage you want. So I, I got to get with Shivali to, to change that. But anyways, Emma went in and did a lot of updating. Uh, by the way, I hate this test that Amazon is doing right now where they hide the bullet points. All right. Because like, for example, when I saw that, that competitor, uh, had, uh, you had to like assemble it in order to 
make it, I made that my first bullet point. I said, no assembly required. Unlike the others you see out there, this comes ready to use, out of the box, no screws, no multiple pieces. But of course, after I did that, now Amazon is like doing this experiment for the last month or so where they're hiding the bullet points. So annoying. Anyways, uh, as you can see here, Emma put in some A plus content. We never had A plus content uh, in the past. And so first thing I wanted to see was, wait, first of all, when did I change this? Um, and then how were the results as far as like conversion rate at the very least? So uh, I had forgot when, when I changed it. So um, what, let's go ahead and, and take a look here on my insights dashboard. When you do things to your listing, it'll, you'll get an alert, but then also I can put my own notes. So I'm pretty sure it was May. Let me just put my mouse over here. All right. View all. And sure enough. All right, here we go. Um, I put updated. Listing and A plus content looks like May 16th. So I put a note here. I uploaded the listing and, and did A plus content at that time. All right. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to check what the uh, conversion rate was like, kind of like the few weeks or actually a couple months leading up to that A plus content and listing content change. And let's just see how it was after. So let's go ahead and hop back into the insights dashboard. As you can see here, I've got four one. April 1 to May 15th. And of course you can do this in your Seller Central as well, but it's obviously just easier to do it here in your Insights dashboard. Uh, you don't have to go into Seller Central or try and uh, find where it's at. Uh, here's the egg rack and then I'm here under listing. So I can see here, all right, we've got a conversion rate of uh, 3%, okay? Unit session percentage of 4%, all right? So let's go ahead and take a look at what it was after the change, let's go ahead and go from like May 18th to the end of June. And we're going to look at the same number, looking for the conversion rate for a rack. And look at this. Wow. 8% almost and 6% conversion rate. All right. So definite increase. So you, you could see like, hey, maybe uh, the sales would have even been worse if we didn't make that change. We were able to to not quite double, but, you know, pretty, pretty nicely increase our unit session percentage and conversion rate. So now what else can we do? Because it's probably not just about the price. Price is probably the big thing. What you want to do guys, if you have a listing that has lost a lot of sales is you want to see like, have you lost, you know, keyword rank? So let me first, let's go outside of Helium 10 and let's hop into search career performance and see if we can go ahead and do some diagnostics there. All right, so I just started search query performance here. Uh, I'm going to look at uh, ASIN view. All right, let me go ahead and look at my double rack. Here it is. And let's go ahead and look at one of the months where we were just kind of crushing it. Like, like we were doing really well in January of this year, right? So let's take a look at some of the top keywords here. And then let's go ahead and open up in another tab this same report and let's take a look. Let's see if there's any information for August. You know, August, we had probably like only one third the amount of sales. So let's go ahead and compare. This um, looks like they don't have information for August yet uh, here in search career performance. So let's go ahead and, and look at July. All right, let's compare. So in January, uh, number one keyword for us was egg holder countertop. Uh, we got eight sales from it you know, 48 cart ads. Wow. 48 cart ads. So there's probably even more sales uh, that happened after there for egg holder countertop. All right. Let's go switch over here to July and egg holder countertop brought us zero sales. Wow. Okay. Where, where in the funnel did we leave? So this is the beauty about, uh, about, um, search crit performance in, 
in um, January, there was 25,000 searches and we had 13,000 impressions. All right. All right. Let's go ahead and take a look. All right. July, um, 13,000 search volume. So a lot less search volume, first of all. All right. 25,000 versus 13,000. Okay. So search volume, you know, just overall might be down. But then the impressions was 3,000. All right. So you guys remember we had search career performance team on this call. What does that mean? If there was 13,000 searches and I only had 3,000 impressions, it means either my organic and sponsored rank most of the time wasn't even at the top of the page. So at this point, at this point, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back to Helium 10 and this time I'm going to open up Keyword Tracker and let's just see what's going on with my keyword ranks for egg holder countertop. All right. So let's go ahead and do that together. All right. So I got keyword tracker open. Um, I was tracking all items in the variation. Here's egg holder countertop. Let's go ahead and look at the history of egg holder countertop for the organic rank. And specifically, I want to take a look at what was going on in most of January. All right. So you could see here in January, I was towards the top of the page a lot of time, like in the top 15 results. Look at that top 15 results almost across the board for organic. Let's take a look at what my sponsored was. Uh, was I even advertising for this keyword at that time? Okay. Now I'm looking at sponsored and what? This is kind of weird. So it looks like I've never advertised for this keyword. So that's kind of strange. So like, I, I definitely want to check my atomic, um, but that's interesting. That means most of my, let's go ahead and look back at, at search crew performance. Okay. It makes sense. My, my, my search volume was 25,000. I only had 13,000 impressions. That was a hundred percent organic. So that right there is like a miss. I don't know what was going on where, why I wasn't advertising against my number one keyword. So there's potential right there where I have a history of converting for this keyword uh, maybe I need to start, you know, go ahead and, and, and put that in my sponsor. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and do that right now. All right. So here I am in Atomic. Let's go ahead and open up one of my performance campaigns. That means that's what I put my, my exact manual. I'm just going to go ahead and add this as a, as a target. Here we go. Let's go ahead and add target and let's enter a new keyword exact match. And we'll call this egg holder counter top. And there we go. All right, there we go. So, so we already, we just made one, uh, you know, potential, potential move. Again, now it's from search tree performance. So the rest of what I would need to do is I need to go through and take uh, and take a look at these other keywords that I was getting sales from. Like here's a second one, just egg holder. I was able to get three orders from back in January here. I got six orders from what keyword is this wooden egg holder. All right. Wooden egg holder uh, got me six purchases and I actually had 184 clicks on 4,000 impressions. So that's pretty impressive. Now would an egg holder still my number one keyword, only 2000 impressions, 29 clicks. Wow, guys, that is pretty crazy. My click share is only 3%. So I had 29 clicks out of 2000 search volume or impressions, but before egg holder countertop or a wooden egg holder, I had 184 clicks with only double so, so that just shows me that's gotta be price guys. All right. Th that's the price effect right there. If nobody even clicks it, you know, and I, I have a similar image, that means people are like, why am I going to click on this 33 or $38 product when we've got these 20, $22 ones? All right. So in this case, um, you know, what? I, I'm, I already lowered the price of 33. I want to do a test 
on if I can go further and I want to get that since I have that lowest price in 30 days, let me double up on the badging and let me go ahead and throw a coupon in there at the same time. So I got that red lowest price in 30 days uh, badge and I've got one of those green coupons. So I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and hop in and throw one of those coupons. All right. So for those who haven't done coupons before, you just go to Seller Central, um, you go to advertising and then hit coupons. All right. And then let's go ahead and create a new coupon. All right. Next step is you're going to hit search your catalog and let's go ahead and put the ASIN in here. Here's the product. Let's go ahead and select it and hit continue. Uh, next step you're going to do is set the start and uh, conclusion date. Let's go ahead and start this like on uh, in September and let's have it run all the way till the end of September. Let's make it a percentage off. I'm just going to go, let's go with 10% off a double digit number there. Limit redemption to one per customer. And let me make a, uh, just a budget of a hundred bucks on this. Let's just test it out. Uh, next thing you got to do is you got to fill out this coupon, uh, coupon title and targeting. I'll do that off camera. Okay. So I got my coupon set up. Uh, that's going to go active, uh, in a few days, we're going to come back in October and then take a look at all right, how much did that increase, uh, you know, click-through rate? Because I'm never even going to get to the add to cart. I'm not even going to get to the uh, purchase if I can't even get them to click the listing in the search results. I might even have to go to a deeper price uh, based on based on what these competitors are, are doing. So we just covered search creep performance and how I can go dive in there and look at all the keywords that were working for me before and then look at all the ones uh, in search creep performance at least and then, and then look at all the ones that uh, is happening now. Now, remember, I, I was selling crazy units a day, like five, 10 units a day back in January. If you looked at that search for your performance report, it only showed like about 15, 20 sales for the whole entire month. And remember, that's because search for performance doesn't cover a lot of the other scenarios uh, of how people purchase. So looking at where I was ranking as a whole is important. And let me show you how I can do that. I can look at a holistic look at where I was ranking organically and sponsored and then do that comparison. It's going to give me a lot more keywords to look at. Let me show you how. So what I want to do is I want to go back into my listing. I'm just going to run Cerebro on my own listing. So uh, I just have to go ahead and hit this keywords button. If I'm in the listing and I scroll down to the uh, to the Helium 10 Chrome extension here, just hit the keywords button or I can just enter my ASIN into Cerebro and get it. All right, here's all the keywords I'm ranking for now. Now, same thing that I was doing in search for performance. I'm actually gonna keep another tab open here and I wanna run another instance of Cerebro. And the reason is, is because I'm going to compare what's going on right now to what was going on in January, which was like the most recent killer month that I was having. So how I can do that is when I'm in Cerebro, I'm going to hit this show historical trend button and I'm going to uh, go ahead and check what was going on in January. You can see I was uh, organically ranking for a decent amount of, of keywords. Let's go ahead and apply the filters. And now let's see what I was ranking like, let's say organically in the top 10. So what, what I'm looking at now, guys, I'm like taking a time machine. That's why it's called historical trends, but I call this Cerebro time machine because I'm just literally taking a time machine back to January of this year and I'm running Cerebro as if it was still January and let me see where I was ranking on average for that month. So to see uh, what you know, decent search volume keywords, I'm gonna go ahead and enter a minimum of 500 search volume and let's go one to 10 on the organic rank and let's take a look at some of these keywords. And sure enough, uh, I'm, I'm definitely gonna expand it out to more than just one to 10 because you know I, I get sales from other parts of the page too. But take a look, there's those keywords that were right from search for performance. That's why you know I, I could have just skipped that search for performance and, and got the data here as well. 
Uh, but here we got wooden egg holder, egg holder countertop, and there's a, a few other keywords. Now let's actually switch to right now. Um, let's take a look at where I'm ranking for on some of these keywords. So what I want to do is I actually want to check on these top 10 keywords, where am I ranking now? So let me take this a uh, wooden egg holder, for example, uh, keyword, and then let's look at Cerebro. What is going on right now for this keyword? All right, so here I just did a filter for wooden egg holder in July, and look at this, my organic rank is 25. So there, there's there's definite drop in sales. I went from organic rank two, sponsored rank one, and then now it is sponsored rank five, organic rank 25. So there, there's a big uh, fail I need to kind of um, you know improve on. Uh, what, what was the, the highest search volume keyword at the time? Egg holder countertop, we already looked at that one. Uh, another one here is chicken egg holder. All right, so let's look at chicken egg holder and then go ahead and look up where I was ranking in uh, last month for this chicken egg holder, organic rank 53, sponsored rank nothing. I, in other words, I wasn't sponsored at all, but back in January, I was organic rank seven, sponsored rank five. So there's another kind of plus there, guys, uh, where for whatever reason, I let some keywords fall off and I'm not even advertising for them anymore. Now, the interesting thing here is, is back in January, I was not really getting play for very specific keywords to my product. And when I say very specific, that would mean like this is a specifically a stackable egg holder or a stackable egg tray or a multi-tier wooden egg tray. You know, those are very specific to what this functionality was. It's interesting because since my product was kind of like the first to this niche, people weren't really searching for those keywords because they didn't even know it existed. But now I bet if we would look at it, you know, there's some of the other sellers probably getting some, some play for those keywords that, um, that I'm probably not right now because we almost like created a niche. That's why there's so many different coffin shelves and things like that. We were the first to really, you know, go hard with that kind of product. And now there's just a million coffin shelves. But anyways, as you can see there, even just comparing myself to myself, I took my foot off the gas off of some keywords for whatever reason and that definitely, even regardless of price, is probably playing a role in my drop in sales. Let's now take a look, you know, instead of comparing myself to myself, which is what we're doing in search career performance and Cerebro, let's compare what's happening now, myself, my product, compared to some of those competitors who have overtaken me in sales. Are they getting sales from keywords that maybe I don't even have in my listing? Let's hop in and let me show you how to find that. All right, so I'm here in the search results for stackable egg rack. And now what I want to do is, or what you guys want to do, you know, I hope if you're following along, do this in your own product. What you need to do is go to Amazon and go to the search results of like your main keyword or main page. You can also do this inside of Helium 10 uh, if you're if you're tracking your competitors. I like doing it from X-Ray just because it's a nice visual experience. And the first product that you click on in X-Ray, now again, I know this is high, kind of harder for you guys who are driving around or running around or riding a bicycle and trying to picture what I'm doing, make sure to go to YouTube to watch the version of this uh, episode um, to, to, to really get the full feel. But hopefully I'm describing this, you know, decent enough for you. All right. So the first thing you want to do, since you're comparing your product versus your competitors, you go into x-ray and you choose your product first. So I'm looking for geese chicken coop. Here it is right here. And then now you pick like four or five of who are the best sellers right now. And, you know, sometimes I sort it by sales. Uh, this category sometimes trips out and, and, you know, people switch categories. So I'm actually going to sort it by BSR and let me pick the closest ones to my product that have the lowest BSR. 
the ones that have a better BSR than me, meaning that at least for the last few hours or today, they were selling better. And here's that number one product, King Lin here. Um, they're the ones I want. Aha, look at this. King Lin uh, product has sales of 666. You see, I, I knew there was something uh, There was something weird going on with, with, with this product, why he could sell so much. You know, deal with the devil, huh? I see how it goes. Okay, anyways, seriously speaking, though, let's go ahead and select him. We definitely want to know what keywords he's doing. Um, and I'm only choosing the products that are very similar in in function to to my products. Like here's a quail pigeon egg holder. You know, mine is not for quail pigeons. So I, um, I'm not going to pick that one. All right, there we go. I was able to pick a few products and now we're just going to go ahead and run Cerebro. Now, the first thing that you want to do is you want to see are there keywords that they're getting sales from that I am not even ranking for, let alone not on page one for, all right? Let me show you how to do that. Uh, I, I have their products uh, compared to mine. I'm going to say position rank, that's my, my product, zero minimum, zero maximum, all right? I'm gonna go ahead and put a minimum search volume of 300. And then the next thing I'm gonna do is I am going to do advanced rank filter, minimum one. All right, advanced rank filter number one, minimum one. That means I'm looking for a keyword that at least one of the, these other competitors is ranking in the top 10 that I am not ranking for at all. And to do that, I go to advanced rank filter number two and I put minimum one, maximum 10. All right, there you go. I mean, as a goal, you want no keywords to come up here. And sure enough, there are no keywords that came up for mine. Thank goodness. All right, so that means that, I uh, hope you guys understood what I just did. I was checking, are there any keywords that I am not ranked for at all, but at least one of my competitors is in the top 10? The answer to that is no. You guys want that to be no as well for yourselves. All right, step two. All right, I know there's not one that I'm not ranking on, but are there any keywords where I'm ranking like between like 15 and 306, but at least one of my competitors is ranked in the top 10? And I would assume that there's a number of them. And sure enough, look at all these keywords here. All right. So wooden egg holder is one. Let's take a look at what's going on here. Wow. Look at this. Uh, there are a couple competitors ranked four and ranked five. And yet my position is 25. So there's a keyword that potentially I can try and increase on my sponsored rank to get some, uh, you know, to start competing with those other two products. Here's another keyword here. Look at this, uh, counter egg storage. You've got one competitor at position seven, another one in the first 20, or two more in the top 20 organic positions, and me, where am I ranked? 91. There are a total of 15, 17, sorry, 17 keywords on this list where at least one of my competitors is most likely getting sales from because they're in the top 10 positions in the organic results, and yet me? I'm like anywhere from 25 and here's one keyword that's um, all the way at 220. So there still is some low hanging fruit. So there's a lot more stuff I'm, I'm going to go into. I'm going to go look at my Atomic. Um, if you guys don't use Atomic, you're not gonna be able to do what I do because I'm gonna be able to go in and look at my history on what keywords I was crushing it on back in January and February and, and see what's going on with those keywords now. Like did I accidentally pause it or did one of the Helium 10 employees who keeps screwing with my account because they're trying to run tests accidentally archive something. The reason I say if you don't have Atomic, you can't do that is the only way you would be able to look at that is if you were downloading your search term reports from Amazon during that time because Amazon only lets you see 
uh, I think it's like two or three months worth of data. And that was January, February with atomic. I can go back like two years. So I have no problem. So that's my next step I'm going to do. I already did, um, you know, some listing optimization, but I'm also going to do some next level listing op optimization. Once I take a look at all these keywords and, and look at the keywords I'm not doing great in, um, I'm going to check in listing builder. Do I have them in phrase form? Or maybe that's why I'm not doing so great for it is because uh, I'm just too, uh, I'm just indexed for it, but I, I don't have the full phrase in there and that will help that could help my relevancy. Um, so I'm definitely going to you know, optimize that. I told you I'm going to go into those images and I need to kind of like make people understand that they can buy extra racks to kind of like stack it up. That's another thing I'm going to do. Another thing I'm probably going to do is I'm probably going to go to azrank.com and, and do some uh, customer testing, like have some customers um, search for some of these keywords and then let them give me a report on what they think of my listing versus these other ones and what, which ones like would they pick first, second, and third and which one last. And then, um, and then I might get some insights there from like real customers on, is it really just the price that people are, are, are kind of tripping on? I'm going to go ahead and hop in and use helium 10 audience, which is powered by PicFu. I'm going to run some split tests, you know, like I just told you that we changed the images, right? Uh, but was that the right move? I'm going to, uh, I, I think that the A plus content definitely was the right move because, you know, it helped our conversion rate, but that main image, we actually didn't change. So I'm going to check, did they take any more pictures um, that maybe I could split test on? I might not want to split test this on a live listing because, you know, it could hurt my conversion rate, but let me go ahead and run a Helium 10 audience so that I can, you know, pull 50 Amazon buyers and then see, see what they think. And then, like I said, um, for my next order, I got to get a price that's at least like 20% cheaper if I can from my factory. And I might even look into changing a little bit of the dimensions. Actually, matter of fact, you know what, this is important. So, uh, let's go ahead and hop in here and see what we can do. Uh, let me show you something cool. All right. So let, let's just go hop, hop into my listing and let me show you how I can kind of like play around with uh, the pricing here. Let's go ahead and run the profitability calculator once it comes up and let's see if I can like maybe shave a couple of inches off of this, what might happen? Let's take a look. All right, so if I can get my manufacturing cost down to like $6 and still with a 10% A cost, and if my price, I want to put this at like $28 more or less, um, what would happen if I can shave just maybe an inch off of the length? So let's go 14.12. It was at 17% profit. That brings me to 18% profit, so not much. What about this width? Let's bring this down to seven. Wait a minute. Wow, did you guys just see that? I just took the, um, the other width or the height from 7.28 inches. I just took off a quarter of an inch and it increased my margin by four, over 4%. That's kind of crazy. Let, let, let's try that again, 7.28. Yeah, it was 18%, large standard size, but then I take it down to seven and it drops me under three pounds outbound shipping weight. So that might be an easier win to just shave off a quarter of an inch from the height and I get four percentage points back on my profit margins. Now that is definitely doable. You, you see, you see guys like, like how you just got to like dive in there and start playing with this. You never know what might happen. Um, uh, I think it's because I was right on the cusp 
of that dimensional weight for three pounds. And it, it put me at, at 2.99 pounds just by changing 0.28 of an inch on one side of the product. Uh, I save four percentage points. So these are the kind of things that you guys need to do. And at the end of the day, let's just say I do all of this stuff and, and I start losing money on PPC because I have to spend so much and, and I just can't, I can't compete. I can't stay profitable. Well, yeah. You got to be able to pull the plug. You shouldn't have complete emotional connections to your products, guys. You got to be able to pull the plug uh, sometimes. But anyways, um, this is the steps I want you guys to take. Uh, if you have a product that's been out for a couple years and you're like, man, can it be revitalized? Don't just give up without even trying these things. There's things that you can do to maybe get some traction back. So again, this is one of the Project X products. Um, we're going to have some more Project X episodes coming out on some of the products you know and some of the launches of some brand new projects that uh, or brand new products that we've been doing under Project X that you guys haven't even heard about yet. So look forward to that in the next episode. I'll see you guys there.